You're listening to Underestimated. Real stories from real women. Discussing how they've overcome everyday hurdles and rose above. We will not be underestimated. My first podcast is an interview with my best friend. She's going to tell us a story of uh, how she felt she was underestimated in one of her previous jobs. I have this full recording of our phone conversation. This is my first shot at it. I hope you enjoy. So my podcasting idea, I have to tell you the story of the podcasting idea. It originated because I think I told you we should write a children's book. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to write an entire series that are like female empowering series for little girls. Uh-huh. And then I was thinking, I was like, well, I have limited stories for myself and like I'm very passionate about it because like I think about stories of growing up, um, you know, mom and dad always told me I could do whatever I set my mind to, but... When it came down to it, I was told to do the dishes while my brothers got to go, like, machete the backyard, and I wanted to machete the backyard, or I wanted to help the roof, on the roof, but, so it was, I was told one thing, but always expected to do another, Uh and so that's, like, one story, and I was like, I need more stories, and then I was, like, drinking wine in bed, and then had this idea that I should just interview all of my girlfriends and the women in my life to hear what kind of stories they might have. Yeah. And then I might as well turn that into a podcast for adult women Mm -hmm. or men, either way, whatever. And then I can take those stories and repurpose them into children's book. And then I can also read the children's book. This is Dan's idea and do a kid's podcast once I have that. So it's a whole, yeah, it's a lot of time in it. But anyway, yeah. Do kids, I haven't even looked. Are, they, are there kid podcasts? There are. Dan's actually done a little bit of research on it, and they're the one segment that is actually growing audiences. Yeah, in the I would podcast imagine. Community, so. uh-huh. That's a really good, you know, area to look into because, you know, before it gets, like, super saturated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be good. So the problem was is I just couldn't figure out how to come up with the content well enough and so mm-hmm. this like gives me multiple sources to come up with that content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was um well at first when I got the, the text message and I was like think I had to think about it for a while of like a time that someone underestimated me. But it was it you know, it's like it's kind of like I guess, you know, when you for me interpret underestimate is like did it value or or um, I don't know I I couldn't quite think of anything of underestimated but that's just based on the definition that I'm thinking of in my head I guess mm-hmm. um, but I could relate more to like under undervalued or because at first my mom was like, well, what about, because I asked her, I was like, hey, can you think of a time? <laughs> and she was, um, she was like, well, what about a And I was like, well, it's not that they underestimated me, because if they underestimated me, they would have thought that I couldn't do a job, but they gave me the responsibilities without giving me the title. That was just them being, trying to get over on me. Yeah. You know? That, it wasn't that they didn't think I couldn't do it. 
um, they just weren't, they were wanting someone, they had a different picture of someone um, to manage the properties. You know, they wouldn't have they, uh, told me to train two managers if they didn't think I was competent. Yeah. But they just had it in their head that they were wanting a, probably a male, mm-hmm. um, male uh, manager. But I was like, so that's, I mean, to me, under not valuing me yeah. as an employee more so. But Is that uh, the vibe you got from them, is that they didn't, that they wanted a specific person for that role and then just had you train them all? Yeah. Well, I mean, the two managers that, you know, I trained were both men. Um, both of them were not, in my view, I was more competent than both of them. Uh, in the aspect of, like, the policies that, you know, were, um, that had, and know that a lot of people fought for me to be a manager and, or to be, you know, um, have my name in the hat. And mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, I think that because I didn't play the game of, you know, um, being Christian mm-hmm. and I was, I'm young, I'm, there's a potential for me to, you know, get pregnant and take some time off from that, mm-hmm. um, that it was not really in their favor to hire me at, or uh, promote me. Did you ever have a conversation with your manager every time they passed you up for that role? Like, uh, I had I had sent them emails about me wanting to, uh, at first I wasn't wanting to to do it, you know, mm-hmm. to be a manager. Um, when my when my manager first left, I never asked about being promoted. And then I think a month went by, and then I was like, I can do this. Okay. And um, and so I, it was just like me not having confidence in myself that I could do that, the job. And then you know, once you you're you've been doing it for a month, you're like, wait a minute, oh, I get it. Um, and so I had expressed that to the C. Um, uh, COO, mm-hmm. and in an email a couple times, and then I think we had, uh, we had, we did they ever respond, the CEO? Uh, yeah, he said, like, let's just, it was just very generic response of, you know, we'll, we'll see what HR is wanting to do, and, um, what? yeah. Isn't he the uh, decision maker, though? Yes, he would be the decision maker. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think that they felt that uh, I he may have said he wants me to get a little bit more experience. I don't remember necessarily because I just remember it was basically all fluff. It wasn't they weren't giving me an answer of why I wouldn't be promoted. Gave you a solid reason? No. Or toward, like gave you a plan to approve on or anything? No, no, not at all. I blatantly had asked, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to be hiring someone else and I think he said that's looking like it was me training and then it was probably like almost a year-ish afterwards um, that I you know put in my notice and uh, that's when they were well what if we give you the (laughs) if we promote you and I was like well I think it's a little bit too late for that right now because you tried for two years right yeah, yeah. It was it was like a year and a half ish. Uh huh. Yeah. 
So when they, how long did it take them to hire those other guys after you went through that whole process and talked to the COO? I want to say left in November, so about five months, I think. It was roughly about five months that I didn't have an engineer or a property manager. Wow. So it was just me. So then you did the job for five months, and then they hired somebody. What did that guy's resume look like? First they hired, well, they hired two people without even notifying me that I had a new manager. They just, he just showed up one day and I was like, oh, okay. Both of them actually did. Anyways, he had worked at a property call or a company called which is a little bit, it is kind of like competition, but it's not, it's like they have a little bit low, lower quality properties. Mm-hmm. He was a property manager from what I remember, and I want to say he had been doing it for several years prior. Both of the people that came in afterwards had been in property management for several years before. I mean, I would say five plus years from what I remember. Mm-hmm. So I trained him for about, I think it was about two months-ish. And what was the role, the manager role? Was it another property manager? No, because you were a property manager. Well, I was the assistant property manager. Okay. Um, so they were hired on as a property manager. Okay. And then he left. So, and then again, they didn't notify me or anything. They just kind of, someone, someone else showed up that day and they're like, hey, I'm your new manager. They had rotated. I think uh, another property manager had left another building and so, or portfolio. And so my manager at that time, I forgot his name, whatever his name was. And then he went over to that portfolio and came into as my property manager. And they were considering him to be the, they wanted him to be the senior property manager for the north side of Houston. But they kept having issues with him and he kept having issues with the company too. Mm. At that time when I even left, he was still just a property manager. Wow. But he had come from a couple of, he he was in a pretty good position. He's never had to deal with anything of that magnitude being involved in operations. It took him a long time to adjust to the company that you know, with a long time. And then... So this is, at this point, how long since they could have hired you to do the job that you've been doing? Yeah. Yeah, because then I I trained him for a while. So at this point, is this like a year long that you have been training people to do the job that you were doing for five months already? Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I, like I said, I think it was the first manager. I trained him, I want to say, for two months, and then it was like for another couple months. He went to a different portfolio, and for who was the COO's daughter became my manager, so to speak. Mm-hmm. She rarely came over to the properties because she already had her hands full with properties that were more so in like um, the really like the heart of Houston area. So it was like an hour drive for her to come up to my property. And she knew I was competent enough to handle everything by myself. So she just let me do everything, you know, and I would, it was 
I liked that, that I had that freedom that she wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't I, a having to train her and B that I had, it was just me by myself. And, um, but I didn't like that. I, I knew I was taking on responsibilities that I shouldn't have been taking on that she was getting um, paid for it. I mean, did, yeah. did she, was she doing, filling her time with other things or was it, she just wasn't working? And doing the job that no, she should she have was, been doing. She had other properties that she was dealing with, and so she was a little bit busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was that, you know, some people. Yeah, I mean, because when I first started, I had a, an, an amazing manager and mm-hmm. mentor, and with the quantity of properties that she had was equivalent to the quantity that had mm-hmm. and she was a my first manager was able to, and I I feel that she was able to accomplish a lot more and still be involved in every aspect of that property so it wasn't cuz she you know my first manager didn't have an assistant manager she had only admins and she would make sure to involve everyone and make sure that she that they were not taking on more than they should. So she was a really great manager in that in that aspect. And I felt like she did take advantage of the situation because she knew I would handle it. It's just yeah, it left me feeling like uh, I'm being used. Or, well, especially you know, after at this point, what a year and a half, two years of doing the same job for everyone else. And being passed up for the promotion three or four times. <laughs> yeah, so let me see. So it was, I got hired on in 2015, and then I want to say she left in 2016, and I left in 2018. So, yeah, it was about two years of me being bounced around, I, I, I think, and it sounded like if I counted that, it was like four people that took on that role. Three. Three. Okay. And then the no, daughter was the um, third one. So in two years, three people filled that role. Two mm-hmm. of them that you trained. The third one just couldn't handle the magnitude. <laughs> yeah. So then you just did the job. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, you know, still involved in training all the um, administrative assistants and and assistant managers was still involved in uh, several committees that they had, you know, still rising to the occasion of, like, of employee of the month and um, and everything. But it was, it, for whatever reason, I just wasn't considered until I had put in my notice. And even then, you know, they still thought, I know, before I even left, the CEO would always say that anyone that put in, puts in their notice, they always come back. You know, after they leave, they go to another job, and then they come. They come basically crawling back because <laughs> is so wonderful. <laughs> you know, I'm just laughing at this situation just because of um, while there are some benefits that were great, there's also a lot of negative stuff, and you can't you can't forget about being overlooked, mm-hmm. especially to that magnitude. So it's it's kind of like. I would never go back to a company like that that treats their employees that way. Yeah, that never um, appreciated you doing a job 
you didn't get paid for, you didn't have the title for. Yeah, yeah. And then asked yeah. to train. Say that the simple fact of, of being overlooked. Um, I think also it had to do with the fact that I'm a girl. I do look pretty young for my age. You know, I, I'm aging well, I guess. <laughs> and what? <laughs> a lot of people say. And it's true. I will second that. I will be your witness on the stand to say that. <laughs> well, you know, when I was working there, I remember a lot of, and even where I'm working now, a lot of people say, oh, how old are you? And I, I say, I'm 30. They'll say, oh, you don't look 30. You look 25 or whatever. What? Yeah. So they, at that time, I was 25, 25, 26. So I, I probably early 20s, like, it's just funny because I would always get um, high remarks from the, the tenants, mm-hmm. um, and tenant, the tenants always loved me. So in their eyes, I was doing everything right. Yeah. And no one told me well, if if I did needed to correct something, no one told me that I needed to. Yeah, so there just wasn't an opportunity for growth. No, no. What do you think... If there was anything that was positive that came out of that experience, what would you say? Uh, I learned my value. I, I think that as, especially like as women, we, and I still catch myself today kind of doing it, but to like stand your ground a little bit more. You know, it's funny because like with he, you know, started a job recently and he just blatantly says to his manager what he feels he deserves, right? And which is, I'm not saying anything bad against that at all. What I'm saying is it took me a long time to figure that out, that I had to actually go ahead and root for myself more so than just kind of be overlooked by people. So I I learned the value of myself. I think I've had similar experiences that has trained me for that as well. And I I think that there's something in the way that our culture raises us as women to just mm-hmm. be people pleasers. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just never want to be on anybody's bad side. So never want to offend somebody that mm-hmm. trains us in the first place to never ask for what we deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I realized early on that they weren't going to be promoting me. I mean, I say early on, but it's, you know, I think after the second manager that I trained, I want to say they thought that everyone kept telling me that at that point that they were going to be promoting me. And then they didn't. And it was kind of like a fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And, you know, even though it took me a long time still after that to, I think, almost a year to find a different job, I was still actively looking for other jobs, I knew I wasn't going to be satisfied there anymore because I knew that they just didn't have any faith in me. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it is harder for women to to kind of learn their value more so and speak up about what they are wanting and what works for them. Can you think of any instances like when you were a child being scolded for, for instance, when I was growing up, I was scolded for being too loud whenever I was just as loud as my brothers sometimes. And also just, 
I feel that it was always expected, always there was a different standard that we were expected to uphold. Do you, mm-hmm. can you think of anything like that from? Um, thing that I remember is when I was in high school, um, and I wanted to go out, um, to a club just to dance. And I remember my mom uh, being upset with me for wanting to go out. And I kept telling her, you know, I'm going to be back before a certain time. And it's not fair because she would let me do it. Mm-hmm. You know, she would let go out to, to places. And I don't know if he ever went to necessarily like a club, but out and about late at night. I remember that she let me go, but it kind of put a strain on our relationship. And, um, you know, I was a senior at that time in high school, so about to go off to college. And I just thought, what do you think I'm going to be? A, what do you think I'm going to be doing in college? And (laughs) B, like, what's the difference? What's the difference between me and him at that point? I understand what what she was afraid of, of me being taken advantage of um, by some guy or, you know, drugged or whatever I, I completely understand that but at that time all I wanted to do was just go out and dance mm-hmm. I wasn't drinking or anything <laughs> I have a story like that my twin brother and like all the guys that lived down the dead end street would go and pitch a tent in the back of the woods of the 10 acres of land and have a bonfire and same mm-hmm. thing I wanted to go with my twin brother there <laughs> yeah my mom wouldn't let me go oh my gosh yeah she was uh she'd say like well what if those boys gang up on him he's only one uh, guy I'm like he is six three like over 200 pounds <laughs> I think it's gonna be okay mom yeah. <laughs> although I don't know if um Maybe she was either being nice to, like, maybe I was annoying Cody a little bit and she just yeah. wanted to give him some of his guy time because yeah. I was, I mean, we're twins. We had a lot of the same friends, but, uh-huh. or maybe she really was just scared and thinking that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know Steve would always say, you know, I'm not invited anywhere. He would just blatantly tell me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope, these are my friends. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that issue. Well, he was like two years older too, right? <laughs> three? Uh, two yeah, three? Like a year. A year. <laughs> a year and a couple months. <laughs> okay, so now I have to figure out how to turn all of that info into a children's book. That's good. Maybe we'll make it a lemonade stand. A lemonade stand? Yeah, like... um. The oh so the character's name is Ruthie off of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh huh. <laughs> so I've already figured that out. Uh huh. And so it's just basically going to be about her. Chloe's going to be in there a couple of times because you know the dog's got to make an appearance. Yeah. I think I can turn this into a lemonade stand story, where Ruthie is running a lemonade stand with her brother. And her brother won't let her run it for a full day by herself because she doesn't think she can, he doesn't think she can do it or something. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm spitballing here. And then, um, but he gives her all of the extra work on the side to do, but never gives her a chance to really take charge. And then finally uh-huh. she's like, fine, you go have your own lemonade stand. And then she makes her own. 
Well, that'd be cute. Yeah. Yeah. Got to convert it to, like, little girl language. Yeah. Well, the brother was was probably, if if it's an older brother, it's probably going to be like, well, you're just a little sister. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe I'll make it, like, a next-door neighbor that's, like, the same age. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. I'll figure it out. That's a long Mm -hmm. time from now. 